This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning and welcome back in 813 the time as we kick off action line now and uh, I'm Nick Cohn joined with Dr. Torrance from Motlow State Community College and we're going to have a conversation talk a little bit about everything learn a little bit more about Motlow State Community College is a uh, uh, very well known and, and many people here do know uh, right here in Middle Tennessee, one of our great community colleges and a great resource for Middle Tennessee and uh, not just Middle Tennessee, but folks from all around. So with that said, Dr. Torrance, good morning. Good morning and thank you for having me and good morning to everyone out there listening. All righty. Well, thank you for joining us. So I uh, wanted to start off and uh, learn a little bit about more about yourself. So tell us uh, how long have you been with Motlow? What kind of drew you in? What got you there? And uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your background, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, this, this is the fun part. Uh, Motlow drew me in because of the uh, fabric of where it lies. Uh, in one of the fastest growing areas in the state of Tennessee, but specifically southern middle Tennessee, where we're land-rich and opportunity-driven. And I like to say that the folks that I get a chance to work with every day, both on the campus, off the campus, in the community, business industry, faculty, staff, and students, we have a blue-collar mentality with a new-collar uh, work ethic. And what I mean by that is uh, we look at things about getting it done. So that's one of the things that drew me in about working at this institution and in this region. Um, and then we're okay with being future forward and advancing initiatives of not just where we were and where we are, but where we know that the, the region is going and, and, and the meeting the needs of business and industry and our, and our community partners. So that's what's, what's drawn me in. Um, I, I got to Tennessee uh, due to my, my high school basketball coach, uh, Michael Sutton, who, who ended up being the the head coach at Tennessee Technological University, uh, and I followed him and thought that I wanted to be a coach, but I, I learned very quickly uh, that it was uh, education uh, that was going to be uh, what I wanted to do with myself, so here we are. Absolutely awesome, and you can tell when you when you talk to folks who are passionate about what they do and they're uh, where they're at for a reason, and that was kind of the the uh, what I kind of picked up from us talking over the last couple of weeks. And that is, um, you know, this is something you're passionate about and you believe in, and and you can tell you really want to be here, which is great. Uh, tell us a little bit about the folks who who go to Motlow. Is it older folks? Is it a lot of kids out of high school? Is it is it local? Is it folks from different parts of the country? Who, who do we see normally at, on a normal day walking around campus? Well, we we have the good fortune of having been very successful over the last several years. So not only are we taking care of our local high school uh, K-12 affiliates, and that goes down to the third grade where we're focused on literacy uh, and uh, attacking the prison to pipeline issue uh, from our vantage point, doing our part, uh, all the way up through dual enrollment, as well as we have a large uh, veteran population. Right now we have some students who are still taking Motlow classes that are in Egypt, uh, for example. Uh, the ages, uh, they range from 14, uh, 13, when we have students who are gifted or, or tapped as gifted, uh, all the way up to people who are in their 60s and 70s. So we, we run the gamut of meeting the needs of a widespread group of people. And sometimes those who are coming back to us, they're not coming back because they are not educated or they're not skilled. 
skilled, but they're looking to retool and reskill themselves. And uh, our faculty and programs developed in our workforce area called Mako Train <clears throat> uh, do a great job of making sure people can uh, meet the needs of this emerging um, business and workforce transition that we're currently going through. You mentioned you have students in Egypt, a lot of veteran um, uh, students, folks who are coming back to school. Uh, you mentioned the, the student in Egypt. Tell us a little bit more about that, and where is Motlow's home campus? Where are you guys located at um, for, your, for your main campus? Yeah, so, so I have a, a, a different take on the, the whole conversation about main campus versus any other campus. Um, every week, I'm pretty much at uh, almost all of the campuses every week. And so we, we have a saying here, one Motlow, one college, one community. So the, the original campus or the home campus, the first one created in 1969, is in Moore County, uh, which is the home of Jack Daniel. And then from there, we spread out to White County, where we have a small teaching annex. Uh, we're also physically located in McMinnville, Tennessee, as well as Smyrna, Tennessee, which is our largest location, as well as Fayetteville, Tennessee, that buttresses up against the Alabama border. So we, we're serving this area, it's called service areas, but I really think we're, I think of us as a regional hub uh, as much as anything. Uh, the, the veterans and students that are taking courses with us, uh, local and abroad, um, there, there are some students in, in Alaska, uh, as well as Illinois and, and Mississippi. Um, they, they are those who are providing us service uh, and thanking, I'd like to thank them for their service uh, through the armed forces. <clears throat> and hopefully when they get home, Maybe they'll complete online uh, or in this hybrid fashion after they finish their, their service to the, to the country. And tell us a little bit about uh, some of the benefits of a community college. There's no denying some large universities have, have a great draw for certain programs and things. But for so many people, um, and I would say maybe even more than not, and especially for folks who are maybe older who are trying to go back to college, take online classes and that, uh, a lot of benefits to a great community college. So tell us some of those benefits, things like cost, uh, things like flexible schedules. And, you know, you guys are located, you mentioned multiple uh, campus spots, but uh, the folks here in Rutherford County know about the Smyrna location, a beautiful campus just right up the road. So the convenience is there as well. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think that community colleges in the Tennessee border regions is a system provides perhaps the most, arguably, the most flexible um, method or manner to become highly skilled, uh, appropriately skilled, uh, and to go through educational pathways that can lead to transition and transfer to four-year institutions as well as uh, into the workforce. Uh, our continued focus continues to be student success, workforce development, and uh, a new focus, a renewed focus on community uh, as that's part of our moniker. Uh, in terms of cost, I think that we're one of the most economical uh, approaches to becoming educated in the state of Tennessee. And the Tennessee Promise, uh, which is for those high school seniors graduating, Tennessee Reconnect, which is for those who are adults that look to return to get reskilled or upskilled. And then a little known one that if you join the National Guard or uh, provide service to the state of Tennessee, uh, there's a Tennessee Strong Act, uh, which is associated with Tennessee Promise and Tennessee Reconnect that allows those who are guardsmen to take advantage of some educational benefits in conjunction with the uh, armed services. So I'm biased, obviously, that I think that we have uh, the best thing going and there's no, no slight uh, against any of our partners, but I do see uh, great opportunities about access uh, and completion in regards to what we do and how we do it. We're really focused on dual enrollment and supporting students as early as possible so that they can, so they can, can become gainfully employed, uh, not after high school, but while in high school. 
And so our focus on apprenticeships uh, and uh, opportunities to connect with business and industry as early and often as appropriate and possible. Uh, I think that's what separates us as, uh, our, you know, and focuses on our mission of being open access. How much of uh, where we're at with this just growing community, whether it be Rutherford County, really all of Middle Tennessee and, and Murfreesboro, Smyrna area particularly, uh, there's new businesses going up everywhere. There's new factories and plants and just so much employment opportunity. You mentioned workforce training. What is the relationship between what you guys do and what you guys teach? And then, you know, looking around us and saying, well, there are so many job opportunities around here. Um, let's get these kids, let's get these students, these adults ready to go. And uh, like you mentioned, get them gainfully employed sooner. Uh, how much does that have to play into the environment we're around, though, with just so much uh, so much growth? Yeah, so it's it's a it's a beautiful thing because it's a gift and a curse uh, to be in one of the fastest growing uh, areas uh, in the state and in the nation, specifically in Rutherford County. But that bleeds over into adjacent counties. When people are looking for employment, they are making the drives across uh, county lines and township lines. Um, you know, in, in little known fact, did you know that we even have in the southern part of our uh, service area, there are roughly 6,000 Tennesseans that drive to Huntsville, Alabama, uh, for example, to go to work. So the way that this seems to be aligning is there is so much demand uh, for skilled labor, skilled workers. And typically when we hear the phrase is skilled, uh, folks are listening out there. It's not just simply those who are HVAC or technical college certified. Um, it is also those who work in the areas that TCATs and community college provide training in industrial maintenance, mechatronics, robotics, automation, PLCs, and the cybersecurity area. But we have to have balance, right? Not everybody wants to do that, and, and we have to be prepared for those industries that are looking to us for hospitality and tourism, for example. We also have to uh, make sure that we're prepared for our spirits industry, which is a very strong part of, of our service area being uh, located literally on the Whiskey Trail. And then our investment and continued investment in the humanities and soft sciences where we're upgrading uh, our, our facilities for our thespians uh, and our theater programs and our art programs. So there's, there's a good balance between the technical as well as the artistic. Um, and the most important part that I think that students, no matter their age uh, and business and industry, is getting from relationships and partnerships with Motlow is that our students are coming out critically thinking. And it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to teach. Uh, you have to have it embedded into your courses, and it's, it's something that must be uh, taken seriously and happen on an ongoing basis. But I think we're doing a, a really good job of the vertical integration of technology uh, for the purposes of improving the human condition. And for us in Middle Tennessee, that improvement of the human condition is making sure that people are ready to go to work after they complete uh, their, 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 their terms with us. Dr. Torrance from Motlow State Community College, our guest this morning on the action line. And uh, you were just talking about robotics and, you know, staying on top of what's next, what's going to be uh, getting you employed a year from now, six months from now, and staying on top of that. I wanted to ask you about your guys' uh, relations with technology and, and robotics and things like that. And particularly, and I might be saying this wrong, so uh, bear with me, it's uh, kind of a tongue twister, the me mechatronics. Um, program and I might be I might be saying that wrong. I've been I've been looking no. at it all morning and trying to trying to get that right. Is that correct? 
That is that is accurate and correct. You said it perfectly. You said it perfectly. So tell us a little bit more about that program, and that's one that I I was reading up on a little bit. And you mentioned job placement. And this is you know you guys coming out and saying, uh, here's what the you know here's what you need to learn, and this is how much you could be making starting off your first year on the job. And you know that is that is kind of a great bonus to be able to to find a career and kind of know where you're going with it and and be ready to go and and kind of particularly tailored for that for that thing. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the awesome thing about this Mechatronics Pathways program that we have uh, that is connected not only to moving into an engineering pathway where that someone could transfer from us to Tennessee Technological University, Middle Tennessee State University, and, and other places that have uh, bang-up great uh, engineering programs. But we're starting early because it's also embedding what we like to call micro-credentials. And these are the light credentials that you can get uh, before you actually complete an associate's degree at Bible State. Uh, we've engaged with Oakland High School specifically as one of our stronger partners in the Murfreesboro area, uh, specifically in Smyrna, um, with dual enrollment. So our program allows students to move through certificates at not only Fayetteville, McMinnville, Smyrna, but also we've created a partnership now with the University of Tennessee Space Institute campus where we'll also be able to do this uh, closer to the, the southern uh, border of our service area. We have different levels, and you know, there's a level one and a level two, and those who are completing this mechatronics uh, program, they're engaged in electrical, uh, mechanical and motors, fluid power, digital fundamentals, PLCs, intro to robotics, motion control, um, electrical. So it's really a, a broad-based program that gives students, both male and female, and I want to harp on the idea that uh, this is something that's for everyone. Uh, it's not about gender. Male and females are in these programs with us. So you can move through this program and successfully at your level one, you're capable of walking out the door with being able to command $45,000. Uh, and for a person that's 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, uh, I'd say 45K is a, is a nice start uh, to life. Moving through the program completely and completing, you can command up to sixty-five dollars to $70,000 uh, with the associate's degree. And then when you transfer where we have partnerships with MTSU, a two plus two, um, UTC for BS in mechatronics uh, technology, and then TSU, uh, our HBCU partner in Nashville, a, a BS in applied industrial technologies, you can likely earn up to $90,000 uh, after completing that bachelor's degree. So uh, in just a little bit of time and sacrifice, I was talking to students about this yesterday, that you can't pretend that you're doing the work and have an expectation of what you want to be if you're not willing to sacrifice to get to where you want to go. Uh, and, and this is an example, a great example, of students having a pathway that's pretty detailed and spelled out for them. And they can earn very well uh, once they complete the program. Dr. Torrance, our guest this morning from Motlow State Community College. Uh, one of the things we were talking about off the air, and I wanted you to describe this to the listeners, uh, is, a, is a term, the human capital. Tell us what that means. What, is, what does that mean with the relation of uh, Motlow State Community College? Yeah, so I think that over time, when we think about the, the transition and the rapid acceleration of skill sets and business and industry and, and our uh, continued focus on students, that sometimes we don't pay enough attention to the employees that actually make it work. And it's not that we don't want to, uh, but we're hyper-focused, as we should be, on providing support so that those who come to us with dreams and aspirations literally can meet them. So the human capital is the function of having a strong cadre of faculty with great skill sets. 
uh, and they are always willing to learn and advance themselves as well as their curriculum uh, based on their discipline. And that's not always the infusion of technology in it. It's just maybe new content or new discoveries in, in, in spaces like uh, applied mathematics or history or uh, a different technique for uh, teaching how to um, motion uh, method act, for example. So the human capital component is, you know, models focus on the people that work at the institution. And uh, maybe I'm jumping the gun, but the, the impact of the last 18 months, uh, roughly half my tenure here, uh, has allowed us to connect in different ways. And then there are ways that, like any other organization, we're working through how to better connect. Because this hybridized approach to work, play, living, laughing, loving, uh, in our service area and throughout the state and the nation, uh, it, it hasn't been easy for anyone. So the human capital is the people that I get to work with every day, uh, the people that um, we get to support both internally and externally. And we must make sure that we continue to have a focus uh, on the human capital so that we can provide uh, the necessary skills and requisite uh, techniques for development for those who are coming to us looking for employment post-completion uh, with us. So that's, that's the human capital component, that you know everybody matters at this institution, uh, and it doesn't matter your designation or your uh, uh, ascribed uh, title. Um, but we have agency here, we have voice, uh, and it's really important to, for our success. That's what makes us us. You mentioned you've been with Motlow for about three years, three and a half years, which if you wind back the timeline is kind of an interesting start time because, um, you know, gave you just enough time to get acclimated and get settled. And then the pandemic hit and we've been, you know, dealing with that off and on for, uh, you know, about a year and a half now. And uh, I wanted to I know you guys have done a wonderful job, as as have a lot of uh, different organizations, whether it be uh, education, whether it be, you know, folks. Uh, who are working in healthcare? I mean, there's just so many examples of, of people who have, have done great things and pulled together and said, you know what, we got to make this work. Let's make this work. Let's do this safely, but make this work. Uh, so share a little bit about what you guys experienced in the last year and a half, some some of the highs and lows of going through this pandemic. But when I when I say highs, I mean, people did learn and, and you know, gain knowledge and, and new ways to do things. So, um, you know, there were some positives, I guess, if you look at it in that light. But tell us a little bit about the last year and a half with you guys and, you know, some of the challenges you've had and where you're at today. Oh, absolutely. Um, the highs, um, and, and I, I use these exact phrases as we were transitioning from face-to-face -face online uh, after March 8th, March 13th uh, of last year, when we first moved to uh, being in this, in this pandemic, that you know, our faculty and our academic folks were able to transition uh, and create a Herculean effort, uh, literally over the spring break. Um, we, we had a transition from face-to-face -to, -face to online, and we were not built for that. Uh, that's not what we do. That's not our bread and butter. We're face-to-face, -face, uh, a community college that uh, is about community and connected to its students where we know their names. So when we transitioned, um, I would say that, that was a high because we were able to do it successfully. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. Uh, but did we do the best we could? Absolutely. And as we moved forward, we saw the need uh, for the skills that we'd gained the summer before, a large cadre of our faculty went through uh, open educational resources or OER training uh, the summer before, and it did help us be that much more prepared. Uh, but it it's like uh, facing someone that's on an alternative team. If you're a sports aficionado, you can't replicate speed, you can't replicate height if, the, if you don't have it. So replicating being in an online environment totally, uh, with the exception of we never close. Our, our campuses were uh, accessible 
uh, pretty much to our to our faculty or employees specifically, and no, no one from the outside, but through processes, procedures to keep everybody safe because we only knew what we knew, and we knew we didn't know everything we needed to know, uh, so we, we distanced ourselves. And, and and that is that last part, the distancing uh, from coming to work every day, seeing your colleagues, uh, going off to lunch, talking about your children, talking about your curriculum. That was probably one of the lows. Uh, and I won't say probably. That was a low. Uh, I, I, I used to be a hugger, uh, and, you know, I would hug uh, appropriately, um, you know, I'm sure HR may be listening and cringing as I've said that uh, now, but uh, I, I don't do that anymore. And um, that's one of the things in terms of being away from the people that you enjoy working with. And to be honest, spending more time with your employees than you do with your own family, if you counted up and broke up the week. Uh, we spent a lot of time together. We talked about lots of different things and moving the institution forward, and we're able to do it. Now, as we've been in this over 18 months or so, um, we're coming back and there's still uh, hyper angst. Uh, there's still uh, hyper behaviors associated with it because when you're not around human beings for a long time, uh, you, you have to relearn communication skills. You have to relearn uh, or you may have evolved and saying, like, I don't need to talk to people as much as I used to. I'm comfortable using these uh, electronic modalities like Zoom and Microsoft Teams and Google uh, Hangouts. So the high uh, was the fact that we were able to transition, and uh, our students did one heck of a job of uh, being patient with us, and you know that was one of our, our hallmarks, be patient with the students, and the students will be patient with us. And then the low, the, the, the seemingly uh, having to reinvigorate and figure out how do we find spaces now uh, as we're in this 40-40-20 blend of face-to-face -face instruction, hybridized and online, how do we reconnect again? to get back to where we were so we can continue to move forward. Dr. Torrance, our guest this morning from Motlow State Community College. We're down to just a few more minutes, so I did want to give you a second to wrap up. But uh, before we do that, this is something fun that I, I just wanted to share with everybody. So, uh, well, you know, kind of end on a high note for for staff, for students, for uh, you know people that have been been in school this year and have uh, been grinding. But on the website, it has the fall break countdown. So this is you know for students, <laughs> staff, for everybody. And right now, as we say, it, twenty days, fifteen hours, twenty four minutes in 55 seconds. So there you go. You guys have almost made it to That's fall right. break. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a, a big relief um, and, a, you know, uh, a job well done again, you know, by you guys to to make this work and uh, and keep pushing and get that education out there. That's what, you know, kids need and young adults. And, you, you know, mentioned not just kids, not just young adults, but people of all ages and uh, different backgrounds. That's one of the great things about a good community college is, um, you know, it's, it's available for, for mostly everybody. And I went online. This is something that folks can check out on their own time. If we had more time, we could go through. But, um, you know, options for tuition and grants and things like that. Uh, a lot of resources on your guys' website for folks who are, who are trying to get that next level of education. Yeah. So, um, you know, certainly if there's people out there with kids who are about to graduate, um, locally or, you know, folks who are, are looking to maybe add to what they already know, maybe maybe look into a new career, um, you know, head over to the, the website MC, I'm sorry, mscc.edu. Uh, but yes, if you sir. just do like me and uh, Google Motlow State Community College, it'll be right there for you. But a lot of resources on there. And, uh, you know, you guys are a great anchor and a great resource for Middle Tennessee. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think that I'd like to close with something that, we, we have done, and I think that we need to continue to do. Uh, I want to thank the people that I work with at the college, uh, at Model State Community College, so all employees. Uh, thank you uh, for sticking with it. 
and, and seeing it through. Uh, we, we've got a little bit more to go, uh, but, but we'll get there. And I also want to thank uh, all of the, the, the healthcare workers who've done uh, a great job of uh, keeping us as safe uh, as possible, as humanly possible uh, throughout this entire time. And to those who are listening, um, please check out Motlow State Community College uh, as an option uh, for your training and workforce needs uh, for those who are in the business and industry community. And thanks to all our community partners. Uh, we, we love working with you, and we're looking forward to moving beyond this and, and, and doing that much more great work together. All righty. Well, Dr. Torrance, thank you so much for your time. We'll have to do this again. It was a lot of fun, a lot of great information, and uh, we thank appreciate you. your time, and I look thank forward you. to hearing from you guys again. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. All righty. You as well. Lots going on there, folks. That was Dr. Torrance from Motlow State Community College as we wrap up our first half of the action line this morning, the Rutherford Heart Walk. We're going to be talking about that coming up in just a few minutes. Now, that's going to be next Saturday, the 25th, so we got time to get things in line and uh, get you involved. That'll be our conversation coming up next on the Action Line. You're listening to News Radio WGNS. Right now, the time, 837. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street in downtown Murfreesboro. We are very blessed to have volunteers, to have friends that are decorators that come in and merchandise our store and do our window displays that help with linens, that help with jewelry, that help just make the store look really nice. Proceeds from sales benefit Greenhouse Ministries, a faith-based nonprofit serving the underserved here in Murfreesboro. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street across from the tall NHC building Are you tired of constantly spending money on sprays and other things to control mosquitoes around your home? If so, come by Holden Hardware and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. When used properly, the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators will kill mosquitoes. Come by Holden Hardware on the square and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. This year, make mosquito control easier and cheaper. Come by Holden Hardware on the square and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you're starting a home studio, you need to come to Music World and Drummer's Den. We also have interface for home recording, podcast. We have USB microphones, all the equipment you need for home recording or podcast. We are your local music store. You need to come see us. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands, and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. 
each congressman, senator, and governor could test as many people as they wanted to get down to 10. Well, mine tested 100. The academy was brand new. West Point and Annapolis, you got a primary or an alternate, where if you passed, you're in. If you failed, the alternate goes. In this salute, we talked to a veteran who served in the U.S. Air Force. So I graduated. With- James Deck, better known as J.D., flew a C-130 in Vietnam. They sent us to sea survival. We went out there and they scared the out of us. They let us float out in a raft by ourselves in a single man raft. And then we went to Stead Air Force Base for jungle survival. They chased us all over the mountain shooting at us. We lived off of wild radishes and onions and things like that. And then they captured you, and you went into POW training. And you spent like seven different ways they were going to interrogate you. And they said, the only thing we can't replicate is the fear of death, but everything else we can do. And they did. And I had many friends that had nervous breakdowns, and they failed. One of the things that most of the people broke down on was they shoved you into a box and just kept pushing till you couldn't move. And we had a bag over our head 24-7. I was in there, and I could rub my nose with one finger. So I fixated on being able to do this instead on the pain and suffering. James Deck, a veteran of Vietnam. This has been a salute to veterans. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Haynes True Value Hardware celebrates its 100th anniversary this Saturday. Anything you can cram into a True Value bucket, you get a 20% discount this Saturday only. Rush over to Haynes True Value Hardware all day Saturday, grab one of the big True Value buckets, and load it up. 20% off everything that fits into the bucket. That's all day this Saturday. 1807 Memorial Boulevard. Certain restrictions apply. News Radio, WGNS, Murfreesboro, the voice of Rutherford County, and the flagship station for Blue Raiders Sports. Alrighty, guys, welcome back in. Right now, the time, 8.43, as we uh, kick off the second half of the action line. Thank you to Dr. Torrance from Motlow State Community College. A lot of good information there. That was a good interview, and uh, every now and again, you you learn something with the listeners, which is always fun. So a lot of that stuff I was learning firsthand and uh, getting to know Dr. Torrance and the crew. So always, uh, always a good show there, so we thank them. As we move on now, we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the Rutherford Heart Walk. And joining us in studio, Keith Huber and Kristen Palmer. Guys, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today and uh, filling us in. So uh, Keith was going to kind of start us off as he's uh, the fearless leader as we were deciding out there in the hallways. We're getting ready. So uh, that's a pretty cool title. I always loved uh, I always loved that. But uh, tell us a little bit about the event. So this is going to be the Rutherford Heart Walk. And, uh, you know, the American Heart Association involved with this, this is a free event. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got involved and why this event is important and what is it all about? Well, thank you for the opportunity to communicate with this great community and our veterans and their precious military family members. 
My name's Keith Huber, Lieutenant General, U.S. Army, retired. I had the privilege to serve 38 years of my life on active duty as an infantryman and a Green Beret. I now have the opportunity to continue to serve our veterans as the Senior Advisor for Veterans and Leadership Initiatives at Middle Tennessee State University home of the Charlie and Hazel Daniels Veterans and Military Family Center, the physically largest and most comprehensive veterans support center on an academic campus in the nation. We help veterans and their families nationwide without any requirement or restriction that you enroll at MTSU as a student, staff, or faculty. I also have this opportunity to chair this heart walk, which is a very personal event for me. Both my wife and I are open heart surgery survivors, and I, I always chuckle when, when the American Heart Association tries to be subtle and low key and they talk about open heart surgery as as a heart event i <laughs> i can guarantee you from my foxhole it was much more significant as my wife uh, had an aortic aneurysm and went through open heart surgery and i felt so bloody hopeless and helpless as i watched her go through that and and i remember as they were wheeling her into the gurney for surgery and I'm thinking to myself it's okay lover you know if I could take your place I'd take your place I'll be here when you get through it it's all going to be okay little did I know that people are always listening so that's the cue to our listeners is a year later at a charity dinner with Charlie Daniels, I suffered a heart attack and had eight blockages and went in for triple bypass. And, and as I'm being wheeled in for my surgery, I'm thinking, Lord, there, there was a shelf life on my request when I said, let me take her place. But having the unique experience of both a spouse of an open heart surgery and then as a patient, it was fantastic. And and it convinced me that both my wife and I, we did not suffer heart damage. And while our conditions were hereditary, passed on by our parents, it was our approach to disciplined, healthy lifestyle and exercise that allowed us to survive this event, <laughs> which was very significant. So I'm, I'm honored to be associated with the American Heart Association. And for people who always ask me, gee, I, I wish there was something I could do. Well, well, there is, and it's bloody simple. You can give blood, you can promote healthy lifestyles by your personal example. You can ask the community to join you in a heart walk this year on the 25th of September at 8 in the morning, hosted by Middle Tennessee State University. That might not be something folks think about as much, too. You mentioned, you know, the, the cost and the physical challenges for open heart surgery. People know about that. But the support and the the uh, emotional toll that you go through, is that is that a big factor as well, to have that available and to have people to talk to and uh, just, you know, kind of let them know you're with them? A absolutely. And to give them that awareness and that reality check. I mean, I, I would hope 
I would pray that if the pandemic over the last year has taught us anything, it's reminded us how precious and uncertain every day is and how we need as human beings to conduct ourselves in a way that makes us worthy of this day. And, and this pandemic has brought death into the homes of so many people who previously never considered that, gee, I, I should be a better human being today because tomorrow may not occur for me or for my loved ones. And you mentioned for open heart surgery, they'll, they'll refer to it as a open heart surgery, an event, but it, not necessarily the type of event you plan on. Like you said, you, you know, if you go to our website, we have a whole page of events that are planned. This is not something you plan on. This is kind of something that just shows up on your front door one day. Uh, so you're right. You can't really be ready for it. You just have to try to prepare. And the healthy lifestyle is one. What are some of the things that you guys promote and talk about with the healthy lifestyle? Is it getting out and walking? Is it the exercise? I mean, there's a laundry list of things that you hear about every day that'll, you know, that are good and bad for you and sometimes they change. What are some of those things that you guys preach and believe yeah. in? Yeah, first of all, I don't know how to follow that. I, I He basically summed up everything in a nice little package. So thank you for that, General Huber. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Heart Walk just highlights what we're trying to get out in the community every single day is just healthy living. Um, the health and well-being of our community and our families are first and foremost for the American Heart Association. And so things like um, making those small choices every day, parking further away in the parking lot, um, taking the stairs, not the elevator, switch out one, um, one side of vegetables for something that you normally wouldn't eat. Um, drinking more water, all these things when they add up over years, over time and years and years of doing this, that you're exactly what General Huber said. It's, it's all about um, health and well-being and just making those healthy choices um, and empowering others to make those healthy choices too. We, we talk a lot to, to our moms and the women in our lives because they tend to be the decision makers in the family and just um, empowering them to, to be an example for their families to make healthier choices whether it be let's go for a walk after dinner or um let's let's have the apple instead of those bag of cheetos even though we all know cheetos may taste better sometimes but just making make empowering our communities to make those healthier choices um and living longer healthier lives it's it, you know what's better than that and and general huber hit the nail on the head when he started talking about the pandemic and what better time than now um, as we're slowly trying to come out of the past 18 months where we've all been sitting at home, probably being pretty sedative, um, what better time than now to focus on our health? Um, heart disease is still the number one killer of all Americans. Um, and we're seeing studies come out at that post-pandemic that life expectancy is going to go down because of the effects of the pandemic. So now is the time to rally. Now is the time to come together as a community. Um, and one way to start that is join us on Saturday. We're going to be heart walking. Um, Any time between 8 and 11, show up at MTSU, the soccer stadium there. Um, walk with us. We're going to have a short program at 930. It's free. It's family friendly family friendly. You can register if you want. We'd love for you to. It's rutherfordheartwalk.org. Um, if you're uncomfortable coming because of pandemic or you're trying to stay healthy in your family or keep someone safe, um, it is an outdoor event. However, if you feel uncomfortable coming to a large group, walk where you are. Go for a walk around your neighborhood. Put the dog on a leash. Um, walk, go on a greenway. Take a picture and post it online. Let us see it. We'd love to see it. But no matter what you do is just get moving, get moving for the heart health of, of Rutherford. 
So we had a listener question, but you did already just answer it. So no tickets. Oh. This is just right. You guys are on it this morning. Ooh, listener uh, question. Okay. So, but for for tickets now, you mentioned no. it's just a free event, so you just show, but you can register online. What does that uh-huh. benefit if they want to register online? Um, if you want to register online, there is an opportunity to donate to the American Heart Association, and by donating to the American Heart Association, that just keeps that money here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County, um, and just promotes uh, healthy programs, things like CPR kits and in, in schools, and um, uh, healthy pantries, healthy food pantries that sort of thing it just it, it's it's promoting heart health right here in uh, Rutherford County so um, again you don't have to register you don't it's a free event but we'd love for you to check out the website and just see a little bit more about what we do and where your money will go if you decide to donate to the American Heart Association. So last year's event was virtual Oh yeah. and and it was so cool because people with their families, with their businesses, with their neighborhoods. They walked where they were. Mm-hmm. And, and then they took these wonderful videos on their cameras. I remember with my teenage daughter and wife out walking and, and I'm trying to figure out how to film while we're walking. And, <laughs> and so the social media aspect in a very similar fashion to what you do every day as you give an awareness and an importance and an emphasis to the community through listening to you. I mean, that's powerful stuff. And, and so people then pick up on the social media and hopefully some of them are going, you know, I, I should have been involved in that. When they do it next year, I'm gonna do that. You know, as we all make these promises to ourselves as how we're going to improve our lifestyle and our longevity and our human capacity and our compassion. Now's the time to do that. You don't need to wait. So you can walk with us and enjoy the community effort or you can walk. But, but please, you know, go on the website, register. It doesn't cost anything to register. If you want to donate, mm-hmm. great, donate. But, but that's a metric for us to go, mm-hmm. okay, people understand, they're getting the word out, how can we improve? Because I'm convinced that most people will go, gee, you know, why don't I do this with my family? Why don't I do this with my friends? It's probably a good idea. I get to be outside. I get to interact with people. Why not? So it, I wanted to, you know, you guys mentioned the online, you can donate in that. What are some other ways, and our guest this morning, by the way, for just hopping in, Keith Huber joining us and also Kristen Palmer. We're talking about the 25th annual Rutherford Heart Walk. That's going to be next Saturday over at MTSU. Uh, so for folks who want to be involved and maybe they're hearing about this for the first time, maybe we've uh, cracked into their brain a little bit and they think, you know what, they make a good point. that you know, Because you mentioned you just don't know when you have those health issues, especially with the heart. It kind of just happens one day. It's not something that you can say, you know, if I keep this up in 20 years, I'm starting to see signs. I better get on this. It kind of just happens, and most folks don't even don't even realize it until they already, you know, have a heart attack or um, some health issues. So if folks want to donate, they can do that online. What are some other ways they can stay in the loop? You mentioned social media. Do you guys have social media handles that you'd like to, to put do. out there? We do. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our handles are AHA Tennessee. Um, find us. There's tons of heart healthy information on there. We try to make it as fun as possible. Um, you know, we try to give heart healthy tips and tricks, fun recipes. You can learn CPR. Um, just just a wealth of information. All things heart health, and, and we would love to have um, everybody follow us and interact with us. It's it's you know it's a way for us to meet everybody where they are, especially in this day and age. So um, yeah, follow us AHA Tennessee. 
And then as far as other events throughout the year, different things like this, different fundraisers, they can find those there as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're always posting about things like that. And we are, we've got a ton of events right here in uh, Murfreesboro year round. So um, we would love everybody to stay in the loop and, and join us. And, and it's really about the health of this community and we love it so much. So um, we're excited to, to kind of kick our year off with, with this heart walk. And you mentioned, you know, talking to uh, parents, friends, family members about this. Uh, maybe not the easiest conversation to say, you know, hey, maybe you should, you know, a little bit less of this, a little bit more of this, maybe get out. But you mentioned if you get out there with your family, it is it is fun. You're not, yeah. you know, pulling teeth, getting out there, having a walk in the evening and uh, maybe you know, eating healthier can be challenging at times, but it can be fun. You get those those recipes you're talking about yeah. and kind of make a thing out of it. Um, but yeah, encourage the folks, your, your parents, friends, go on that walk. Hit the. I mean, we got the Greenway. There's miles and miles oh, yeah. and miles of, of places to walk and it's just... A great spot, bring your bike, walk the dog, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, a lot of fun ways to be proactive about this. Sure. And one thing I did want to mention that General Huber touched on a little bit is um, we also take an opportunity at the Heart Walk to honor our survivors of, of heart disease and stroke because they're they're able to have a longer, healthier life because of people who support the American Heart Association. So we do take a moment and just honor those who are walking for their loved ones who have survived and even honor those who um, have not survived. So we it's it's a beautiful morning it's it's a great morning for the community it's it's family friendly and it's just it's it's you know what better time than now to all come together as a community and and support this so absolutely awesome wanted to give you guys just a minute or two to wrap up thank you guys again for coming on and sharing this information it's going to yeah. be next saturday mm -hmm. at mtsu over on the soccer field the 25th you can register online you can also just show up and as we saw last year you don't have to be anywhere particular to exercise you can go out there you can walk around the neighborhood uh, you mentioned get pictures for social media, make it fun, promote it, and you know let folks know. But uh, I want to just give you a couple minutes to wrap up and thank you guys for coming on this morning. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely awesome. Our guests this morning, Kristen Palmer and Keith Huber. Guys, any final thoughts before we let you go for this? Uh, looks like it's going to be a good weekend for us. It, it is. And, and don't allow yourself to ask the question, how can I help and what can I do? This is easy. Start with that first step of any journey and get out and live a healthier lifestyle and enjoy the privilege to be with your family. Thank you. Absolutely awesome. Thank you guys so much for your time and I look forward to hearing from you again soon. We got Truman Jones coming up in just a few minutes with some live music from Adam's Place. That's all gonna happen here in about 10, 15 minutes. We're gonna get some news, weather, and traffic in there for you as well. So keep it right here on your good neighbor station, News Radio WGNS.